Welcome back for another video. In this one we'll be looking at how the team's shaping up for game week 21. It's a mid-game week upload because we've got the double game week which doesn't conclude until Man City vs Tottenham on Thursday. If you missed the game week 21, players to buy video, that'll be on screen at the end to watch after. So starting with a recap of how the team's doing and some talking points from game week 20. As it stands, 49 points with 8 to play still. Most of the team to play their second fixture still. Edison, Shaw, Doherty, De Bruyne, Rashford, Haaland, Martial and Kane. Not for the first time since the restart, the wrong goalkeeper picked to start. With Kepa's 10 points, single gamic on the bench, and at the time of recording, Edison's one-pointer. Last gamic, it was the reverse, with Edison's 8 points from the bench and Kepa's double game week. This is one of those situations with an unfortunate outcome, but you have to back the double game week, which always carries the much higher clean sheet potential with two games versus one. If you were one of those, don't beat yourself up too much. There's been a lot of talk about never rotating goalkeepers, which is a reasonable tactic normally, but in this case Chelsea and Man City had three double game weeks between them, so it was worth a try. And the game week isn't over yet, plus there's double game week 23 to come. Saka made way for Erdegaard last game week to free up the money to bring in Kane, which just about came off with Erdegaard scoring 9 and Saka scoring 6. It's over to Kane now for the second of the double. And likewise over to Haaland, who blanked as triple captain in the first game. We need a good game against Tottenham from him. If you're watching this after the game is wrapped up, then hopefully he's already delivered by now. So let's have a look at how the team's shaping up for Game Week 21. And if you'd like to follow my FPL videos this season, hit subscribe. In goal, Edison faces Wolves, and if you caught the players to buy video, he tops the goalkeeper projections this week. Somewhat of a luxury transfer, but if you need a goalkeeper, he's the standout at the moment. A great fixture this week, and a double Game Week 23. Plus Man City won't blank in Game Week 25 after being knocked out of the League Cup. They're away to Bournemouth that game week. The back three is Gabriel Trippier and Doherty. Arsenal have around a 30% chance of a clean sheet this week. Two informed sides up against one another, both in the title race. Can't wait for this one. Looking at Arsenal's fixtures, the only tough one on the horizon after Man United is Man City, but that comes part of double game week 23. So in my view, you need to be tripled up with Arsenal assets, but it is a transfer you can probably afford to wait a week or two on. The ideal combination could be a defender and then two from Erdegaard, Martinelli, Saka and Nketiah. Arsenal have three of the top five scoring defenders this season and three of the top five midfielders this season. Trippier could be on course for a record-breaking season for a defender, 133 points at the halfway mark. It's unrealistic to expect a 266-point season, but who knows how far he goes. If you haven't seen the video on the all-time FPL Dream Team, I'll put it on screen at the end to watch after. It's a team of the 11 players who've had the highest scoring seasons ever by position. Trippier can't even afford to slow down somewhat to beat Robertson's record 213 points. Doherty came into the team last game week for his double game week and also to start him this game week as a bet against Shore owners who will likely be in many starting 11s. It is a gamble, but gambles are needed at this point to climb the ranks. He's an explosive asset on his day and if afforded the opportunities, he does take up dangerous positions. He'll pop up in the box plenty and take shots if given the chance. The midfield is Erdegaard, Rashford, Almiron and De Bruyne. So Erdegaard moves ahead as the top scoring midfielder in the game now. 8 goals, 5 assists, 18 bonus points. He fits the bonus point system very well and very comparable to De Bruyne in that sense. They accrue a lot of BPS per game so that any returns they get they can easily walk away with bonus. This season De Bruyne has 414 BPS which is the most among midfielders. Erdegaard 4 behind on 410. It's Erdegaard he sits with the more actual bonus points over the season though of 18. If you want a bonus points rabbit hole to go down look up baseline BPS. He's got goal threat, assist threat and he's on set pieces and a decision to make on the third Arsenal asset as the plan is to triple up soon. 
So Rashford is up against Gabriel, which isn't ideal. This happens at various points throughout the season, and sometimes unavoidable that your attackers play a defender. It's a hangover from the double game week, with lots of us triple up at Man United, but we've all got Arsenal assets as well. At the time of recording, before the Palace game, Rashford scored in every game since the restart, with four goals and one assist in the league. There's a strong chance of a double game week 22 for both Man United and Leeds. It hasn't been officially announced at the time of recording, but might be by the time you watch this, closer to the Game Week 21 deadline. It sounds like the announcement might come after Cardiff and Leeds finish their FA Cup game. We'll talk more on Double Game Week shortly. Almiron slowed down from the purple patch of form earlier in the season. There is a temptation to sell him for Rodrigo, who has Brentford, followed by a potential Double Game Week 22 against Forest and Man United. Forest, who are without Henderson in goal now for three to four weeks. More on transfer plans at the end. De Bruyne's home to Wolves this week. It's unusual how much Man City have dropped off since the World Cup break. They look completely unstoppable from Gambit 1 to Gambit 16. In fact, De Bruyne hadn't blanked for more than one start in a row. But then after the restart, three blanks in a row in our team. He finally ended the streak with an assist against Man United, and he's an easy hold for double Gambit 23, after which point's decisions to make are whether to stick with the premium or shift the money around. He reportedly wasn't in training on Tuesday, which is one thing to keep an eye on. Considering the value packed in the likes of Erdegaard, Martinelli and Rashford etc, the premium does look viable at the moment. And also add to that the lack of value from the premium defenders compared to usual, the likes of Trent, Robertson, James and Cancelo. The front three is Kane, Martial and Haaland. Since the restart, Fulham's defence has improved. They're rock bottom over the season for expected goals conceded, but in the small sample size since the restart, they rank mid-table. However, they have conceded 10 big chances at a rate of every 49 minutes, and if Kane finds a couple at his feet, he could be on the score sheet more than once. Martial's proven to be a headache, unsurprisingly. We resisted the temptation to grab Mitrovic for his double game week, in the hopes of catching Martial's double game week, which did come in, but no returns from him at the time of recording. He was withdrawn at half-time last game too. It could have just been to manage his minutes more than anything, as he's reportedly carrying a groin injury. If he is out, then Enketi is a standout replacement. Among all players, only Haaland has a high non-penalty expected goal since the restart with 2.76 xG. Over that run, Enketi has taken 12 shots in the box and registered 4 big chances. With his double game week 23 on the horizon, it's an easy switch if Marcia becomes a doubt for the next couple of game weeks. Haaland gets the armband. You can definitely make the case for someone like Kane instead this game week. Let's see how the second of Man City's double game week goes first. Kane's certainly the upside pick, who his captaincy expected to be well below Haaland's. Despite Man City slowing down recently, this is a great fixture in my eyes, so Haaland captain. On the bench it's Kepa, Shaw, Andreas and Patterson. We've got a couple of concerns in the start of the 11 to monitor, namely Martial and De Bruyne. If Shaw does need to sub on, it's not the end of the world. Transfer plans will be dictated by injury news, however with the potential double game week 22, plus the locked in double game week 23, it's clear that transfers need to be aimed at those two weeks. If Martial is out or a major doubt then he'll make way for Nketiah. If De Bruyne is out then we'll hold regardless because of his double game week 23. At the time of recording there's not much to suggest De Bruyne's out, he missed one training session. So in a nutshell, if Martial's fine then the plan is to roll the transfer. It does become tricky if both he and De Bruyne are a doubt for Gamic 21, as we want them both for Gamic 22 and 23. That would probably result in starting both Andreas and Shaw and taking it on the chin, as we have done all season. If you're able to, then I strongly recommend rolling the transfer this game week. After double Gamic 20, it feels a bit like a calm before the storm, Gamic 21, which is sandwiched between potential back-to-back -back double game weeks after this one. Let me know how you got on a Gamic 20 and your Gamic 21 plans, I read all your comments. There's more FPL content on screen now if you're interested. Thanks for watching and see you soon for the next one.
Social Podcast Network.